My man Junior on the motherfucking beat with some straight up heat. Welcome back to High Vertical, episode three. Uh, lots happening, maybe I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna check it out today. Um, we're here with Nikki uh, Nikki Jizzle. Mm-hmm. Yep. How you been, my man? Yeah, just been chilling. I've been self quarantining for like almost three weeks now. Just nice. trying to be safe. I fixed up uh, Kevin's old bike. That nice. was like rusted and, and chewed up by the dog. So I got that kind of pimped out now. And I'm going to use that for my primary mode of transportation in the summer. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, so, yeah, let's just get into it. I mean, we're going to start with the NFL. Um, so the NFL unveiled a new mouth shield to help prevent the spread of coronavirus. And uh, it looks interesting. <laughs> I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you. I'll send it to you on Twitter. I haven't um, heard about this, but I, I have reservations that it will be effective. <laughs> uh, it looks like it could get. It, it could break in somebody's mouth. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine this going really, really bad. <laughs> I don't. At this rate, I have a hard time seeing the NFL season going forward. Yeah, me too. Uh, Dolphins are like, there's rumor. Uh, the uh, I don't think it's a rumor, but the um, the speculation right now is that they're going to push back their uh, training camp start date. And I think the same is probably for the Bucks and for the Jaguars too, just because uh, Florida is drowning in Corona. Yeah, Bruce Arians, um, head coach of the Bucks, he's like, 75 years old or something crazy like that or mm-hmm. 70 years old and yeah definitely has pre-existing conditions so he's like i don't want to fucking catch this shit <laughs> so yeah i am not gonna show up probably uh what is this apparently animal feces is in nfl players mouth guards it's from 2012 yeah i was trying to find that article um and i found out that uh that apparently animal shit is in NFL players' mouth guards. Wow. You heard it here first, first, folks. Well, they probably heard it on USA Today first about eight years ago. I mean, who reads that? I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. Got, I got in trouble with this uh, with this girl on Tinder. I, she was, like, so attractive. And she's only, like, a mile away. So, like, my bike transportation situation wouldn't <laughs> as weird. And apparently she worked for the local newspaper here, the Sarasota Herald Tribune, but she got laid off or something. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, like, well, I'm like, it seemed like that newspaper kind of just, you know, takes articles from USA Today and AP and all that shit anyway. And she was like, nope, it's all local. I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> but I, I said, you know, that, that I'm wrong about most things. So, you know, go ahead. And uh, it just completely ruined it. So. Uh, (laughs) fuck the herald tribune fuck usa today listen to high vertical that's all you need to listen to that's a straight up heat man uh some other interesting news in the world of football uh a lot of the uh prospects for the 2021 draft may bail on the college football season they should especially if you're trevor lawrence you don't need to play Yeah. yeah this is their uh I don't think right now some agents are saying that some big time agents, but uh, they haven't really uh, really gone into. But uh, uh, for top prospects missing the season won't matter. The problem is that players fueled by the praise of friends, family, agents tend to over uh, overrate themselves, resulting 80 to 90 guys generally believing they'll be among the top 20 players selected. Uh, all it takes is one major domino to fall. For example, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, uh, or quarterback Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. One of those two guys says I'm out. You rest should be able to follow, but 
Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I'm not sure what's going to happen to college football, man. I really don't know. Yeah, I feel like every day I read an article about how everyone's just very worried about universities being like the new hotbeds for the virus. And yeah, it it just doesn't seem like a... I don't think they're going to be able to keep that under control because it's different with pro sports. You can create that bubble and, you know, these guys can take like three or four months out of society and just do their job that they get paid, you know, a a decent amount of money for. Whereas these college kids get paid no money and have to go to school, have to get an education, have to be around people. Um, And then they're supposed to go all over the country. I mean, it's going to there's like a hundred and what, 30 FBS teams, you know, not even including like um, FCS or like D3 schools or anything like that. There's no way a, a large, and which by the way, those leagues inner overlap at like the very beginning of the season, usually or towards the end. So there's no way that there's not an outbreak on one of those campuses that ends up spreading to one team that could spread to other teams. It's just going to be, it'll be a real mess if the college football season goes forward. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I want college football to happen, of course, just because I love college football with all my heart. And uh, I want to see if I want to see if honestly, dude, if people just follow the rules, we would have football in the fall easily. Yeah, but no one's going to follow the rules. Yeah. It's a darn shame. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a darn shame, I say. It's a darn, darn shame. I think it's a lesson we all need to learn. We all need to yeah. just let people like do what they want and watch the world just completely collapse and be like, all right, what did we learn? Did we learn anything at all? No. All right, let's fuck it up again until we learn how to act. So I think, honestly, the biggest piece of news uh, that came out last week for the for the NFL was the contract of Patrick Mahomes. Now, I'm going to just uh I'm going to just read the details cuz it is a it is a it's probably the biggest contract any player's ever filed uh done before in the NFL. It is a hold on. It's a 10-year contract extension. Uh it, the deal is worth 450 million over the 10-year period and could end up being worth 503 million. The extension includes a $140 million injury guarantee as well as a no-trade clause. It also includes the ability for Mahomes to have outs if certain guaranteed mechanisms aren't exercised, a source told Adam Schefter. Here's the catch, though. Mm -hmm. You're planning to spend the next 10 years of your life in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And that's, to me... I mean, I don't know. Can you... can? Is it like the NBA where if they have like your your rights, like if you've been playing with the team, they can offer you more money than if you went to like say like New York or LA or something like that? Okay, is that, is that how the cap works it's, it's, in NFL? I don't think so. I'm not sure. I'm Good, not sure. Okay. I think it's I think the NFL caps a lot more strict when it comes to certain things like this. Yeah. When I think I want- the NBA is kind of more flexible. I think it's weird, like the the amount of time he's committing to Kansas City, because Andy Reid's not going to be allow, around for that much longer. Maybe yeah, that offensive I have coordinator. A, yeah. will take over. I think Eric Bellamy. I think he is probably going to take over when Andy Reid steps down because it just that makes too much sense. Because it's weird that he hasn't been offered a head coaching position yet. Yeah, he's like never even in the interviews, which is so strange yeah. to me. And I think it probably has to do with that he is the next uh, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs because I think Andy Reid probably has two years left. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and then I can see him taking over. And then I think Patrick, he and him and Patrick Mahomes are obviously close just because they're on the offense together and he's the offensive coordinator. He calls the plays. And Andy Reid, I don't think, has been calling the plays. He's Eric Bellamy has been calling the plays, I think, since last year, maybe two years ago. So I, here's the thing as far as a contract. I think it's I think it's a good contract. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I would ever sign a 10 year contract just because I think the money is going to change a lot. And I could see the money dipping. Yeah. I think this year the money is going to dip, but I could also see the money. I think say next year by this time, COVID we have the vaccine, everything's going great. 
people are going to rush to go to the NFL games again. People are going to watch NFL games again. Like stadiums are going to be packed next year if everything goes well. So I, th- I could see the money bounce giving having a really nice bounce back uh, by the end of next season. But as far as a, uh, I think he that one hundred forty million dollar injury guarantee is great. Um, yeah, I think I think he signed the best contract for him because I think there oh, uh, yeah. apparently I think there's like with that uh. There is a wiggle room if he wanted if he needed to get out of the contract. There's some wiggle room there, but uh, yeah, I think the ten year contract. Uh, I think it's totally worth for. Can- if I'm a Kansas City fan, I'm very happy. I mean, there's a chance. I mean, assuming you know Mahomes stays healthy, he continues being great, and he gets all the endorsement deals and all that. There's a chance that he could become a billionaire athlete before his playing days are even over with a contract like that. I mean, now he's going to get taxed a shit ton and all that. And he's got to pay certain people. He's got to pay the agent and all that stuff. But still, he's probably going to be walking away with, I would think like, you know, 250 to 300 million. Yeah. Already like a quarter of a way there to a billion, you know, if he sees his contract all the way through and gets all the guarantees. And then you got to think he's going to keep getting a shit ton of endorsement deals. He'll probably, I mean, I don't know if he's already signed a shoe deal or, or whatnot, but he'll probably do that next. And then he'll be fucking raking in tons of money. He'll be like the LeBron James of football. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the plan for him. Uh, I I had a conversation too with Alex. I wanted to bring up because it he was so just wrong, and I like I couldn't really argue. Like I made my point, but I couldn't really like argue with him because it was just like he was just wrong, and there was just nothing to really say. But he was saying that. Um, he thinks people like Tom Brady, Andrew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers right now are could still be as good as Patrick Mahomes or better. Like oh, you could make a case that they could be number one. I'm like, no, Pat Mahomes, no way, clearly dude. like by far the number one quarterback. Yeah, it's not even like close. It's, it's not even close. He's to young. Any of those guys. He his arm talent is next to none. His accuracy is like I would say. I would say Aaron Rodgers has the same amount of accuracy. He or like the same. You know what I mean by like he can put the ball in like the places right. like very tight holes, very tight windows. He can put it in there. His arm strength and like the his touch on the ball with deep balls is just like the best in the league easily. Like he is worth every every because like who who else are they gonna pay like this is like this guy he's young he's healthy he's he loves the city of he loves kansas city he loves the chiefs he loves the fans i mean he's where he wants to be yeah yeah i don't know like crazy i mean he's a little kid from uh texas like yeah i I get that aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers skill set probably is what comes closest but mahomes definitely does everything that rogers does but even a little better so yeah i agree but all right, so here's a better question: Would you give the same contract to Lamar Jackson after this year? Fuck no, hmm. not the same if, contract. If, if Lamar Jackson has a say, if Lamar Jackson takes the Ravens to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl with the Ravens, do you give Lamar Jackson the same contract? No, hmm. uh, I would give him a very good contract. Uh, you know, I would try to lock him up for like you know five six years and and pay him a pretty good amount of money. Maybe pay him like. Close to, but probably not the same amount per year that Mahomes is getting. But mm-hmm. it comes down to the style of play, too. Just by the the nature of how Lamar plays, he's subjecting himself to more injury. That's just like That's true. That is the fact true. of the matter. He's like, he runs a lot. And when you run a lot and you're getting to the second and third level where you're going up against, you know, you know you're going head on really fast with linebackers and safeties. Sometimes you can't always slide. You can't always run out of bounds. So you're going to get roughed up and there's probably going to be a year where he gets hurt. I think he'll be able to come back and be just fine. Uh, and, you know, I think he's going to be a good quarterback too, but I don't think he's kind of like the, the transcendent player that Mahomes mm. is. It's like they're different. Lamar's great though. I, I'm definitely going to try to resign him, but I don't think like, you know, Mahomes, like we said, he's clearly the best, like in a league of his own in terms of quarterback. Would- all right, so here's a better question. Do you think there is there's any quarterback that deserves this contract other than Patrick Mahomes? Not at the same level, but if anybody, if I were pay if I were to I guess if I'm going to pay someone a lot of money and commit to them long term, 
I mean, it wouldn't be 10 years because his career will be over by then, but probably Russell Wilson is like next. I was like, thinking it's, I would say the same thing. Yeah. I was in totally agreement with you. I love I mean, Russell, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is honestly, he's my, I think probably number two quarterback in the NFL right now. Like if you were to ask. Yeah, me right I, I would, I would, I would agree with you. If I'm not sure Seattle, uh, I, God, I wish they had just like a little bit more receiver talent. I think having DK yeah. Metcalf is great. I think they're yeah. just missing like a nice little speedster to opposite DK Metcalf. Yeah, I wonder who they could get for that. I don't know if there's anyone like really available on the on the trade market. I know that they're no. they're in talks for AJ Green, but he's not really a speedster. He's just no. kind of a veteran kind of guy. Yeah, I think they got to draft. You got to go through the draft if you want to find a speedster like that. That's the yeah. best way to do it because those guys are like the hot commodity right now. Yeah, they'll they'll probably find someone too. But yeah, I mean, that, and that's the thing too with Russell Wilson is he's never really had a very good receiving cast around him. I no. think the best person he's ever thrown to is Jimmy Graham. And that, uh, I I would just, I think Golden Tate was better is better than Jimmy Graham at this point. <laughs> he got at, like at this bad point, Jimmy Graham. He's got I, bad. He got bad Jimmy Graham though. Yeah, Jimmy Graham was okay for a little bit when he was there, but yeah, he was definitely like going down it was you know it was a clear kind of uh drop off for him but yeah golden tate was probably like the best connection that he had with the receiver but i don't know well also in terms of that speedster guy they kind of got tyler lockett still right so that yeah kind of works for them but dk metcalf's gonna have to turn into the guy for russell wilson and i think he can man that guy is fucking jacked and he's fast and he had a pretty good rookie year so hopefully dk metcalf becomes the guy yeah. Uh, Will they get Antonio Brown? Apparently they've been talking to him. Would you sign Antonio Brown? Uh, I would not, but there, I do see a situation where he could go in and someone would be able to keep him under control. I think, like, I think in New England, it would have worked out. He just, he got me too for some shit that he did like a year or two prior, which sounded very bad. I don't know how much of it is true, but it sounded very bad. I think if he went to another organization like Seattle, which is, you know, pretty respected, they've done a good job with people with character concerns in the past. Uh, Russell Wilson is like the most Ned Flanders fucking player in the league that could, you know, probably keep Antonio Brown straight and narrow. I think it would be good. But I think the guy's just got serious like brain damage. I think Vontae's perfect like scrambled his brains. I truly believe that. Because hmm. I don't think Antonio Brown was always like this. I think he got too many concussions hmm. specifically from Vontae's and I think it's seriously affected his mental health. Because a lot of the shit that you're hearing isn't stuff like oh Antonio Brown's always been like this. You know, this has gone back five, ten years. This is all recent, all recent kind of developments in the past two or three years where apparently he's gone off the rails. And that kind of coincides with a lot of his head injuries. So I don't know if I so that's why I wouldn't do it, because even though I can see a situation in which he could thrive and it could work out well on the field, I would morally feel bad because I don't think the guy should be playing anymore. Not because of his behavior necessarily, but because of just what I think is going on, that there needs to be a further look into his mental health. Yeah. Um, I think you're totally right, but uh, I, I'm not sure what you do with him. Cause he obviously still wants to play in the league and trying to right. get back in there. I'm like, I don't know, man with him. He's like such a, it's such a weird case with him. Yeah. Um, I think, oh, yeah, so last week we talked about the Washington Redskins name change. Now it's official. The name is being changed to what we don't know. The great thing is all the, I think all the names that we read off last last week are all trademarked by a tech company now or by, by a different company, so they can't use right. any of those names. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> very good. What you get for waiting too long, fucking Dumbass Dan Snyder. Can they, can they change? Is is Tomahawks? If they change their names to the Washington Tomahawks, is that racist? Probably. I mean, okay. it's not because a tomahawk is just. Do, a, do you a think tool, they're gonna totally? But... Do you think they're totally gonna leave the Indian stuff behind, or do you think they're gonna try to like, oh, we'll change it to, to like another Indian term that's not so offensive? Because apparently, the the Florida State Seminoles aren't racist. Um, 
even though they have a white guy going brown face on a fucking <laughs> horse in the middle of a stadium. That's not racist. Yeah, well, he doesn't it's necessarily so, go. He doesn't dude, necessarily he go face. brown he goes, face. Oh, dude, he goes he brown does, face. He, he goes brown face. face. He well, goes like, brown face, man. It's brown face with blue eyes. It's weird. It's, it's well, I'll give you this. It's weird. I don't agree with it. I think it's fucked up, but I think that the university must pay the Seminole tribe enough money. They do. They definitely, they do. They do. But I don't uh, know, man. Let's I'm see. I'm like, FSU brown face on YouTube. Yeah, you're right. He's in brown face. That's brown face, bro. I'm sorry. That, that looks like brown. I mean, unless he's really tan, you know, it's. I'm watching it right now. There's a video. He's like, they get this beautiful horse. And then they have this fucking dude in fucking brown face. <laughs> I like, just, there's no if ands, or buts about it. The dude is in brown face. I came across a, a <laughs> picture of Chief Osceola and the article says report former FSU mascot stabbed to death over gumbo recipe. <laughs> 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 so justice was served to our uh, to our SJWs listening. Justice was served. <laughs> With a hot uh, plate of gumbo. Hot plate. Uh, I think that's it for the NFL news. I guess we can now uh, go over our uh, the way we think these divisions are going to turn out. Yeah. Uh, we're on NFC this week. NFC. Uh, let me pull it up. Okay. We'll start with the NFC West, which holds the Cardinals, Seahawks, Rams, and 49ers. This is a really good division this year. I mean, it was pretty good last yeah. year, but I really do think this division is like top to bottom. I don't think there's any bad teams on this division. No, nah, I think I every have, team has a good chance of I, getting to the I'm playoffs. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to go Seahawks, Niners. Mm. And I can't, I honestly, it's hard for me to choose between the Rams or the Cardinals at that three spot. I'm going to go Cardinals three, Rams four. I'm going to go 49ers, Seahawks, Rams. Actually, 49ers, Rams, Seahawks. Interesting. Okay. Cardinals. And my justification is 49ers are still like just as good as last year, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think Sean McVay has a bounce back season with the Rams. I think the Seahawks have a little bit to do defensively. They got to figure out the clowny situation. Yeah. And the Cardinals, I'm just I need to I need to see it happen again. I need to see Kyler Murray be good again. And I just mm-hmm. my main I believe in Kyler Murray, but I do not believe in Cliff Kingsbury. So Interesting. I, I think honestly, I I think this year they kind of put some pieces together cuz I still think they're not running their offense to its full potential. And I think they're going to catch a lot of teams like, whoa, we didn't see that last year. And like, they're going to get a couple wins like that that are just yeah. going to propel them over. I think now whoever is in the three or yeah, they do have weapons. They definitely have weapons. I am a big fan of Kyler Murray. I'm, I'm not sure if I was a, I'm a fan of his, uh, um, of him being drafted number one. But again, the team, the players he was drafted around, I, I can see why they made the choice. But yeah. as a talent, I don't think he's a number one pick talent. But I understand why they made the pick. Yeah, I think he'll he'll end up being a very good quarterback. I think they'll they'll end up feeling fine with the selection. I think the the Cliff Kingsbury mm-hmm. thing, I'm not so sure about, but it could work out well this year. I don't know how sustainable it is, but like you're saying, they did add a little bit more around Kyler Murray. You got Hopkins there, obviously, mm-hmm. but it it really could go. To me, I think San Francisco will definitely be the top team in the division, barring any mm-hmm. significant injuries. But two through four is really a toss-up. Yeah, I, don't, I really, I, I, I really do think Russell Wilson is going to have a really good year this year. I do too. Um, as we just talked about, big yeah. Russell Wilson fans. So same. You know, and and, he's, uh, he's pumping I, babies into Ciara, yeah. so his his mm-hmm. mind is clear. It's fresh. I mean, he's taking care of Future's little baby. He's like not a Matt, baby a kid now. <laughs> he's like Matthew McConaughey and Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Man. He's just <laughs> ad bliss. He's got all the cum in his balls. 
Yeah, just out, evacuated into Sierra's belly, and you know, future's just seething over it. He's uh, how hilarious is it that Russell Wilson, the most fucking goody two shoes player in the NFL, is like fucking one of the most gangster rappers, <laughs> yeah, ex girlfriends, and like just still hitting it. Like he's winning, and future's like, what the fuck, <laughs> and he's like still just showing him up. It's yeah, so future, funny. Future's like. <laughs> i have a lot of will smith drops that i was gonna play yesterday on our podcast but uh this the drops weren't working so i have three will smith drops hey. that i'll free play <laughs> jordan Bloss is my gain so will smith yeah my vertical well um oh yeah where were we okay so now we're on the nfc north packers vikings bears lions i'm not uh, man i think this division is just uh it's not that good. It's not great. I, I'm going to go Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. I think that's how it played. That's exactly how it played out last year. But I'm not a fan of. I'm not. I don't. I don't think the. Vi- I think Vikings losing Stefan Diggs is a huge deal. I think their defense is still solid, but they don't have Xavier Rose anymore. They got some missing pieces there, and then the Bears. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a fan of Mr. Bisky at all. Wasn't a fan of him being drafted that high either. And I, I'm not really that big a fan of Matt Nagy, even though uh, he, he won that coach of the year that uh, two years ago, which I had no idea how he yeah. did that. And then the Lions, I think, are just I could honestly see the Lions coming in. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. Ooh. see, I actually have Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. Hmm. I think the Lions okay. would do a lot better this year. I think Matt Stafford, yeah. you know, being her and what what is it? It was like they're. Second year under Matt Patricia, and the roster wasn't quite finished yet. I think it's closer yeah. to being like done. Yeah, I think it's closer. I think, to being the, I think the Lions are a better team than the Bears today, and that is that is saying a lot because the Lions only won three games last year. Yeah, the Bears I think and, are going to be pretty bad though. Yeah, I think the Bears are going to. I think four wins, maybe five. Yeah, yeah uh, I could. See I don't think like more that. than that. Yeah, but I, I do. I like I like the selection of Jeffrey Okuda for the Lions. I thought that's a great mm-hmm. draft pick. I, th- I love that pick. It's a that's a easy no bus pick. He's gonna he, like the uh, he's gonna fit in right into that. Uh, God, who was his uh, Darius Slay spot? Yep. And it, I think it, it, that was a really good draft pick. So I'm a fan of what the Lions are doing. Not a fan of what the Bears are doing. Vikings, I think, are just uh, a t- an eight and eight, maybe like a maybe a not ten win team, but. Yeah, I see the Vikings getting like yeah, like eight wins, and then the Lions getting like nine, maybe, maybe like eight yeah. or nine, and then the Packers will probably they'll probably get like eleven or twelve or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, did you oh, okay? So let's move on to the NFC East, uh, the most famous division in all of football, <laughs> uh, the one that everybody talks about. Uh, we got the Cowboys, Giants, Redskins, Eagles. Hey, hey, hey! Back up, no longer. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, we've got the Washington no names. Washington shit sandwiches. Washington, <laughs> the Washington real mess. Ah, oh, this division is so mediocre. Yeah, well, I got Washington at the bottom. I can tell you that. Much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I cannot. I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna go Cowboys one, Eagles two. Giants three, yeah, I'm with you. I think that to me the Eagles. I think they. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I fall on Carson Wentz as a quarterback. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not sure where I fall on him because I, I I see like he has such talent and stuff. Like he to me is like he uh he. I'm not sure what I feel about him, man. I really don't know. I forgot to bring that up too. In Alex and I's discussion, Alex was really high on Carson Wentz. I'm like, why? I don't yeah, like I'm not I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. I ne- I never really got the appeal to be honest. I mean, he did well though that one year mm-hmm. um when the Eagles went to To the me, Super Bowl. he's a better he's a better Josh Allen in like in the fact that he actually he can actually throw the ball with some accuracy. He's big, stocky kid. He he can run if he has to. Yeah. But he has these he's had like he had that injury the year they won the Super Bowl. Then he played all last season and then like he just looked like he was just like also, the receivers just can't catch the ball. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, he his supporting cast wasn't doing him any favors. I mean, that was it's, just a it's not any better general. this year. Yeah, but the receiving the the talent around him is not any better than it was last year. They well, they lost Deshaun, Jordan Howard, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> oh yeah, Deshaun Jackson, the Nazi, uh, the Nazi reader. <laughs> I did hear that. Oh, sorry, this is, uh, he's he's visiting Auschwitz. Oh great. <laughs> I heard that uh, the NFL is going to let players use a, a social justice statements on the back of their jerseys, and Deshaun Jackson picked Mein Kampf. <laughs> My struggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, but I just I'm not a fan of what the Eagles have done this offseason at all. Cowboys, I think I think the Cowboys are a solid team this year. They, yeah. they can they're going to make it to the playoffs. They're a solid team. All they should have made it to the playoffs last year. Just Jason yeah. Garrett. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I, I can't wait to see how uh, fucking Mike McCarthy handles the offense this year, because I think the Cowboys have a solid team. I think I could see them making a nice little playoff run if everybody's healthy. Yeah, if they can work out a trade for Jamal Adams too, that'd be great for them. Yeah, I think that would honestly propel them to like probably a ten win season, maybe a yeah. eleven, maybe twelve win season. Yeah, with that division, I mean, they you know they got yeah. if they had Jamal Adams that look, pretty much shores up the defense. Look, the Eagles, in my opinion. The Eagles and the Cowboys should not lose to the Giants or the Redskins this year. Straight up, yeah. No, they should. straight up. They should, straight up like the Giants. Unless, like they're in a like kind of a slow rebuild. With the we're gonna actually see what Daniel Jones has in the tank this year. I'm not. I hold judgment on Daniel Jones until after this season because I think this is gonna be his. I think people have tape on him. They know what he can do and what he can't do. Let's see if he got any better. Yeah, but. he basically yeah, he only caught one team off guard and that was Tampa Which Bay. Is the Bucks. Yeah, the <laughs> <And> Bucks. <laughs> after that, it was pretty pretty standard kind of uh you know, it was pretty easy to shut that guy down. But I think he could be better. I think he's a smart guy, but Yeah. He's uh, going to have to use he, I could I could see him I don't know. I could see him going in the way of the bust or like him being like a solid quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see him be becoming both. a superstar or anything. And we'll have to see how Haskins does this year. I don't I don't yeah. have a ton of optimism for Haskins, but I want him to do well. Yeah. I think he, he I think like this season for him again, this is another learning season. Like I I wouldn't put too much stock in this season for Dwayne yeah. Haskins. New coaching staff and just a bunch new of coaching stuff around about the team. Bunch of stuff swirling. Yeah, I would not put too much stock in whatever happens to Dwayne Haskins this season. I, I like Dwayne Haskins. I think he has the body, the arm, the everything to become a great quarterback. I just think he needs if Ron Rivera can provide him the support like a, a starting quarterback needs and putting the great pieces around him, I think he could be a solid NFL quarterback. Yeah. He definitely does need more pieces around him. What yeah. he has. Right he's just enough. like, he, yeah, he's just doing too much. That's why I think most of his bad plays last year was just him trying to do too much, trying to win games. Yeah. He's just got Terry McLaurin right now. Pretty much. Yeah. And Adrian yeah. Peterson, who's surprisingly God. still playing. Yeah. He's still beating his kids. <laughs> 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 uh, moving on to, I think this at uh, the NFC South. This is the best year to have the NFC South. Would you agree with me? This is like the best uh, year. Of all the, I think all the teams are interesting. I don't think there's one bad team in this in this division. Probably, I think, yeah. I think I the think, Falcons are to me the most boring team in this division. But I would say the Pan. Well, Panthers aren't really boring I, I because they the have Panthers, McCaffrey. Yeah, I think they got McCaffrey. They got uh, Joe. What what's his name? <laughs> Fucking uh, from LSU. The offensive coordinator. God, what was his name? Oh, f- Joe Brady, right? Yeah, Joe Brady. They got him. They got him partnered up with uh with Teddy Bridgewater. I think this. I think that the Panthers are going to be a, a lot more fun this year than they were like the last f- seven years. <laughs> I see them having the lowest floor though of any team. Oh, I think so too. But I think that I could see them. I can see the Panthers like. I think any game that I think the Bucks. I think any 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 game against the Panthers is going to be really interesting to watch. I don't think they're going to be yeah. a boring team to watch. Yeah, I think I, I think they're going to throw everything they have at in every game. And I also want to see if Joe Brady's scheme, how it how him and Teddy kind of do what him and Joe Burrow did last year, see if they can do it. I want Teddy to do well. Me too. Yeah, not Me too, too well. But I yeah. feel really mm-hmm. bad for how his career kind of unfolded. So hopefully this is yeah. like a good shot at getting his starting spot back for good. Yeah. Uh, so I would say I would have to go Saints one, Bucks mm-hmm. two, 
And I, you know what, man? I'll go. I'll go Falcons three, Panthers four. But I think the, the difference between the Falcons and the Panthers is very. It's very small. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you on all fronts. I think. Yeah, Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers. I think the Bucks. Yeah. Probably I think the Bucks are could, like. I think the Bucks could if the Bucks can steal like the one win at home against the Saints. I think the Bucks could. I could see the Bucks winning this division. I think that the Saints are going to be like more of like a twelve or thirteen win team, and the Bucks are probably like more around ten. I, mean, I, I think. I think that uh, it's it might take a while for the Bucks to click, but towards the end of the season, I think they'll really start like hitting their stride. Um, so I think they'll be a wild card just team. St- yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I agree. They, but like when they're going into the playoffs, they'll be like probably one of the best teams in the league going into the playoffs. That's my hope, at least as well. I mean, my hope is that they're fucking great it, the yeah, entire year. Yeah, but yeah, being realistic, I think that, if they can the steal one win, if they can just steal one win from the Saints, I think they can. They have a shot. I think they can do that. I think especially it. It'd be nice if they can come right out of the gate and just like punch the Saints in the mouth because the Bucks actually play the saints pretty well for whatever mm-hmm. reason they can play the saints pretty well um no matter what the the talent differential is so i think the saints will be taking the game against the bucks very seriously but it seems like the bucks really like their new quarterback whereas the saints are starting to sour on uh yeah maga drew Brees. <laughs> so uh also i think it, it it would be in the buccaneers best interest to start the season off really hot and then yeah. taper off i think this i would because just because of the the age i think the age of the uh of tom brady and gronk i think if they can just start off hot and fast and get like to a good amount like win like like the first like five out of six games or four out of six games i think they'll be like just set up to where they can coast in the mid in the, during the midway of the season probably like the november ish uh you know what i mean like just before the big rush of the december comes around with yeah just the schedule kind of ramps up if they can just like get a couple good wins in the first half of the season and like kind of coast towards the later half i think they i think they could actually they they'd probably make that wild card spot yeah i uh i think i actually think though that if they get out of the gate well like the the toughest part of their schedule is definitely the first part of their schedule. Cause I think in the first eight weeks they have like, they have new Orleans twice. They have the Packers in there. They got, they got to go to Denver, which is always tough. They got, they got, they got a couple of difficult opponents. So I think if they can like jump out of the gate and be really strong, the second half of the year really lightens up for them. So they should be able to kind of maintain, even if they're not playing as well, they probably mm-hmm. should be able to like maintain their pace to get into the playoffs with a pretty good spot. But the Saints, I still think, are going to be good. I have a hard time seeing the Bucks winning this division, but maybe they do. If everyone turns on Drew Brees, which is what I'm hoping for, uh, for them to not forgive him and to cancel him <laughs> and for him to have to leave the NFL, that's the Bucks' best shot at winning the division and going far into the playoffs. I kind of agree with you. Uh, moving on to the uh, NBA, all the players are moved. Um, uh, a good chunk of them are moved into the uh, new uh, into their hotels at the Disney uh, World uh, facility. Eating They're all good. in their hotels eating. Oh man, the food! I mean, oh, did you hear? So here's the story. Here's so the 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 pictures of the quarantine food because the food changes after their initial quarantine week yeah so the uh the, i think the first week's food is like kind of just uh boring uh but it's apparently it's so one guy i'm not sure i forgot who was it oh rashawn holmes on the on the sacramento kings he uh he had a he went to go grab a food delivery and has been put in quarantine so now he can't practice or join his teammates because he went to go grab food across the street. <laughs> Way to go, Rashawn. 
Uh, but I, man, I, I, he didn't man, consult this is, with anyone. He didn't consult. No, like, I, 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 he, the the Sacramento Kings Twitter just put out a message, uh, uh, or just honestly did probably just typed it up for him and just he posted on his Twitter. Man, he was probably hoping they'd send him home. <laughs> He's probably like, <laughs> eh. <laughs> like, we're not gonna make the playoffs, and this shit's gonna suck. I don't want to be here for like mm-hmm. another month. In uh, other news, Houston Rockets star Russell Wis- Russ- uh, Westbrook tests positive for coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Not good for the Houston Rockets. Well, he should be all right in a couple weeks. But yeah, yeah he's going to be a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of yeah. you know, getting fresh. So, uh, Did you hear what, what happened to Woj? Adrian Wojciechowski? Yeah, he told uh, Josh Hawley... Uh, to go fuck, to go he fuck said, himself uh, or something? Pretty much. He just said fuck you in, a, in an email. And now he's been suspended by ESPN. Yeah. So which is it so was fucked. funny. It's funny, but it was unprofessional <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, but I, I don't know. I don't think he should be suspended. That, but yeah, I get. I mean, hmm, it's tricky because he is responding to a viewer. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I can understand why ESPN like had to suspend him. I don't think it's that big of a deal either, but Woj also shouldn't be telling people to go fuck themselves regardless of how wrong they are. So I, I mean, I don't give a fuck about that. They could suspend him or not, but I can see why I'm not upset that they suspend him. I don't think it's bullshit. I get why they had to do that because you have to like kind of treat it equally. You know, if, um, if what's his face that reports on NASCAR said, uh, was reporting about how uh, Bubba Wallace is a liar or something like that. And then uh, some Democratic congressperson was like, well, I think that that's wrong and that you should report both sides. And he said, fuck you, it'd be a totally different story. So you have to completely, like, you have to go right down the middle, as unfortunate as it is, because this guy is definitely, like, trying to stir the pot. Like, I actually know this congressman or senator, whoever the fuck he is, Josh Hawley. He is, like like the new Trump kind of right. Like he's like one of the younger kind of Trump people. So he's definitely trying to stir the pot using this to get attention, which he successfully did because Woj says, fuck you. And now it's become a big news story. And everyone, if you didn't know who this guy was before, you know him now. And a lot of people obviously on, you know, in the middle or the left are going to be like, well, fuck this guy, whatever. But the people on the right are really going to magnify toward it because they're like, yeah, there should be pro this message and pro that message and all that shit. So it it really it seems like it's a, you know, a funny kind of harmless thing. But and it might be. But these things do have ramifications that go beyond just the moment. And you have to be thinking from that mindset. So I agree with ESPN's decision. Hmm. Um, uh, but a bunch of NBA players came out and supported him, which was oh yeah, Woj is Woj is the shit. I mean, he's not as good as Shams, but he's he's dope. So two players apparently tested positive at the NBA campus as of uh, yesterday at five five oh three p.m. Oh, at at the bubble, at the bubble, two players have returned confirmed uh, positive while in quarantine. Those players have not cleared quarantine and have since left the campus to isolate at home or in an isolation housing. So I was looking at, uh, I was watching this interview with a uh, NBA reporter who's at the bubble. They have, I think there's like a handful of reporters at the bubble. Mm -hmm. And so they can't leave their rooms for a week and they have to be tested every day. And, uh, and they, and like can't leave, they can't do anything and they can't go to practices or anything. So it's just like, they have to be tested positive. They they have to test negative like for like seven times every day or like seven times throughout the week They have to be tested negative in order for them to join the players or join, do all the other stuff. Dude, that would drive me crazy because I hate that test. They have to find another way to test. That shit is like, what is it? it? Cause I haven't taken the test. It's they like go down. They don't touch your brain anymore, apparently, but they do go down really deep. They go down really deep into your nose and it's very uncomfortable. And they like fucking swoosh it around in there like a witch's brew and pull (laughs) that shit out. It's very, very uncomfortable. 
it only lasts a little bit though. So like doing it one time isn't a big deal or like you go in and then you mm-hmm. test positive and then you go back to test negative. Like that's fine if you only do it like two times, you know, over the span of a month, but mm-hmm. that would drive me crazy to do that every day. It's so, and it just like, for me, it wasn't that bad, but my mom has gotten the test a few times and she works at a hospital and mm-hmm. she like says, cause her sinuses are fucked up to begin with. Yeah. She says that with her, that shit just like completely disrupts her sinuses and like the smell of like whatever they put on those swabs like stays with her throughout the entire day. So if you have a situation yeah. like that, I can imagine that that would drive you crazy. Yeah, but uh, I think the NBA is really trying. They really don't want to like cancel this because Florida is now the epicenter of the coronavirus. Yeah, there's way too much money behind it. They had to build oh completely new, and they're yeah. already lost so mm-hmm. much money this year. So yeah, they're, yeah this they're has so got to work. This has got this to is, work. This has to work. Oh, well, you heard man. that uh, that they didn't they open it up to where like private investment firms can now start like investing in the NBA yeah. or an NBA team. Something. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's bad. They like they need to get. They should have gone the fucking uh, Dana White fight island route. Yeah. Like Dana White, that island off of Abu Dhabi. Like, <laughs> yeah. Genius. That. Genius. Like, totally genius. Like, get away from the United States. Bring all the fucking fighters to this fucking fight island, which I, I didn't watch any of the fights, but I heard the fights were good and uh, people liked them. So, yeah, I'm going to start watching them. I forgot that they had started. Yeah. So, I, I just heard about it like the other day. Yeah. So, I'm going to start yeah, watching Masvidal had like uh I think like two weeks to prep for a fight. Yeah, brought, the, obviously, but he took it. He, he I think I don't think it was I think it was a, a judge's decision. It wasn't a uh, knockout. Oh, he, didn't get knocked like, out. He, had, he had to lose like twenty pounds in like two weeks. Holy shit! Did yeah. he catch coronavirus? No, he did not. He, <laughs> but there's videos of like just him totally exhausted, like having like uh weighted blankets all over him and stuff. Jesus. Well, the yeah. guy that was supposed to fight, he tested positive, right? And that's why yeah. he couldn't yeah. he couldn't go. Yeah. yeah. So he, so he had to step in. Which is I I gotta credit Masvidal for like stepping up and just like representing like he he went the distance with uh, God, I forgot it, it's the Nigerian fighter who uh, uh Adesanya? Te- yeah, just totally beat the shit out of him <laughs> for like five rounds. But he's still yeah, in there, I, man. He took it. Oh, no. It was uh, Kamaru Usman. That's yes, yes. Yes. Because yes. Adesanya is my favorite guy. I, I try not to miss any of his fights. He's like the really yeah. skinny Nigerian dude. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's supposed to fight Paulo Costa pretty soon. They've been talking a lot of shit to each other. So um, Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start trying to pay more attention to UFC stuff because it is the fight island thing is just too cool. <laughs> yeah. UFC has gotten really entertaining to me. Yeah. I think the, sw- the switch to ESPN with ESPN's marketing, they do a really good job of uh, just like, it's easier to watch it now. If you want to pay it, just get, if you have ESPN plus you could watch it. Yeah. They're, they're doing another fight night uh, tomorrow night starting at mm-hmm. seven. It's just on ESPN, not on ESPN plus or anything like that. Nice, nice, um, nice. And then there's, yeah, they got a lot of shit coming up. Like over the next two weeks, it looks like they have three events. But UFC 252 is August 15th. And that's that's got some pretty big names. You got uh, Daniel Cormier, who I actually met one time with uh, our good buddy Ole Duet. And uh, Junior Dos Santos is fighting in a separate fight. So interesting, interesting shit. I th- I think Adesanya and that Paulo Costa fight that's supposed to happen in like September or October, but Dana White said that's for sure happening, and that's the fight that I think everyone's really looking forward to. So before we end the podcast, uh, any uh, any interesting updates on your Boston Celtics, Nick? Any any news since they've gone to the bubble? So anybody who didn't report? Nope, everyone's there. Um, nice. A lot of people have healed up. However, Kemba Walker's knee is still fucked up. And Gordon Hayward's foot is still fucked up. Gordon Hayward's he's thinking it's probably going to be a lifelong thing. Um, and he's just going to have to manage his minutes. And it's related to his, uh, to like some nerve damage that happened after the, uh, the incident. Mm-hmm. And Kemba, I'm not sure what's going on with his knee. Cause he was doing good. And then he reported back and then he was like a little bit sore after like the first practice in Orlando and then they've given him like a couple of days off since. So he's still practicing. He's still on track to play. He's probably going to be on a minute's restriction at first until the playoffs. 
and then they'll probably let him go. But the knee for Kemba was definitely affecting him um, in 2020. So that's not great, but Gordon Hayward's probably just going to opt into his player option next year, and then he's a free agent after that. And then Kemba Walker, we got you know three more years with on a on a deal that probably won't be great if he can't play uh, a regular amount every night. So that's not super encouraging. But the Celtics draft pretty well, so I think that they'll be all right. Um, the Heat. The only two players I know who haven't reported are Kendrick Nunn and Bam out of the bio, which is concerning. But apparently yeah. they're supposed they're supposed to be joining the team soon. They probably tested positive. They haven't said anything in the in this article. Um but the, I don't think I think that I don't think they'd a lot I don't of players know, decided I, to keep it confidential because like the Rockets didn't announce that Russell Westbrook had it. He just had to go on his own and say it. So it's a. Uh, if they, if the Heat like announced that Bam and Kendrick Nunn had COVID, you know, without any permission from them, then that would violate HIPAA laws. So they kind of have to be the ones to come out and say it. Okay, I I, I just want Bam. I don't want Bam on the team because I think you need Bam. Kendrick, I need Bam. Uh, Kendrick, we can do without, but Bam, we just definitely need him more than anybody. But everybody else has showed up. And everybody's practicing and stuff. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. I think speaking of Bam, this goes into a to a conversation that I added to the keep to kind of wrap it up here. There's been I got asked a question from Kevin yesterday, and mm-hmm. I really had to think about it. And this is a debate that's been going on for a while, but there's a debate between who's the best center in the NBA. Is it Jokic or is it Embiid or is it someone oh, else? It's probably not someone Bam. else. It's, it's not bad. I think it's. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. To me, it's the argument is probably between Jokic and Bam. I think Jokic. I would put ahead of Bam just because he's been in the league longer. He's and also Jokic does have a a has a range to his game, and also Jokic is a facilitator at heart. He the way Jokic passes the ball for a big man is very very unique. I would put Jokic though uh, ahead of Bam, but. I would not about, put Embiid. I would. I, I would take Bam over Embiid any day of the week. Really? I mean, I. I yeah. would. I would take Bam just over. Just because of the injury concerns. Just because of the injury concerns with Embiid. But yeah. Other than that, yeah. I think when you're, because how I explained it to Kevin yesterday, going strictly between Jokic and Embiid, um, I think I'd probably rather have, and build a team around Jokic. You know, for like the long term. But with Embiid, you know, like if I needed to pick up someone for a playoff series, I'd probably pick up Embiid. I think Embiid's, if, dude, Philly totally, if Embiid can come out and just like ball straight up, he could, I think Philly is going to probably take that fourth or uh, the fourth seed from the Heat. And all because he can his scoring, he can make up for, if he just goes off, he can make up for Ben Simmons' lack of range. And he's, yeah, he's great at, you know, grabbing boards and all that. He's just, I think Embiid, I think he's better than people perceive him uh, because he did come in with such high expectations for one. And he also has never really had a team around him that made sense. Like yeah. not, no one in Philly has built a good team around Embiid. It, it's all just stupid team building. So yeah, I, I kind of want to give him some credit there. However, going to BAM... That was a person I didn't think about until this morning, but I would probably rather like if I were starting a franchise right now, I would probably want to go with Bam because I feel like he can learn how to shoot and his basketball like he was only going to go up. So he's going to be able to he's not a bad passer from what I've seen. No, no, I think he'll by I think with with time, he could become a, a great facilitator like Jokic. But I just think this is his third year in the league. And uh, he just, I think he, like, he honestly didn't really figure anything out till his second year. And then into his third year, he's totally, like, just uh, done. I think he's totally gotten better from each and every year. And I think, like, this year he kind of worked on his post game and his mid range game. I think next year I would like to see him work on his passing game because going forward, I don't think Dragic is going to be on the team probably starting next year. I yeah. think we're going to have a different. I think it's going to be the team's going to look a little bit different. I think the mainstays will probably be like all Duncan, like all the young guys and Jimmy. 
and everybody else is going to be able to just, I think they're going to try to just build a new, a new, uh, a new squad. But if he, if he could, if they could run, run the offense through Bam, which I think they're already start, starting to do, but really run it through him where he is, he gets the ball at the high post and he just distributes it to whoever cut, whoever's cutting, whoever's out in the, in the uh, corners. Like if he can just do that, then I could see him. I think he's on the track to become the best center in the NBA. Yeah. He's like a, a more athletic, uh, young Al Horford right now. Yeah, for sure. I would, I would totally agree with that. He is incredibly athletic. Yeah. I think he's more athletic than, and beating Jokic. That is for fucking sure. (laughs) And if he can just get that, that three point and passing Renaissance, like quicker than Horford got it, you know, if he gets it at like, you know, year four or five, then he could definitely be one of the if Horford, if Horford had learned how to shoot the three earlier, he probably yeah. would have been considered one of the best centers like in the game during his time. I mean, he was considered a very good center, but mm-hmm. the discussion would have totally changed. So I think Bam over the next two years has a good chance to like hone his skills and really insert himself into the conversation as like the best center in the game right now. For sure. I totally agree. I don't think it's ever going to come for Cat because Cat just doesn't have the defensive instincts. No, Cat doesn't have. He's not a dog when it comes to getting rebounds or going for loose balls or anything like that. He's very much like a. To me, I honestly, I would love to. I would love to see a scenario where you put Cat at the four and then have yeah. like a big, a big five, like just a standard five. So I think if Cat could have some more movement in the offense, I think it totally open up his game. Yeah, especially because I think he just wait. Yeah. Especially for what they're trying to make them do right now, because they're trying to make basically the the second version of the Rockets over there. So yeah. it's to have Cat play the center, but then also like be out in the perimeter so much too. It's uh you're just losing rebounding at that point. Like yeah, so I think that either I think yeah, you got to have like a, a a three who's who's a who finishes at the rim, not really a rangy shooter, kind of a mid-range uh, tall three, and then a big tall five who's just a rebounder. And yeah. I think that's how you kind of put that team together. Maybe they could draft a, like a James Wiseman or Onyeka Kongwu or yeah. something like that in Minnesota, and then, yeah. that could, uh, yeah. then they can move Cat to a more natural position for what they're trying to do. Yeah, because I think he's playing in the wrong position. Just because they're like you're putting too much responsibility on a guy who doesn't want to play defense to play defense. Like it to me, it's a lost cause trying to. I, I think one day Cat will realize that he he has the ability to play amazing defense, and it's not all about offense. And it'll probably come later in his career. Yeah, probably too, probably when he's like done. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, man, t- I should play more defense. I totally see Cat as like the kind of person who will be like twenty nine and thirty and like really upset about like not really having much playoff success, and he'll like start trying really hard to play defense and have a renaissance. But he'll like get mad at younger players and forget that he didn't used to play defense as well. And I could see that becoming a, a thing for him. But maybe maybe I'm totally mischaracterizing him, and maybe he'll just. He's working on figuring it out, and he'll be a very good mentor later on. But from everything, I trust Jimmy. Jimmy has like Kanye energy, and that like I feel like he's mischaracterized by the media, and that he's just telling the truth. Mm-hmm. For and, sure. And I think that there's something to what he was saying. I don't think he has anything against Cat. I just think I he know. knows that he he didn't have the juice. That no one on that team yeah. had the juice. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, very select few players in the league have what Jimmy Butler is looking for in a co-star. I think LeBron is one of them. I think LeBron, like players who just give it all 100% every night, both sides of the floor. Bam is definitely one of them. That's why I think a major reason for him coming to Miami was like, he could play with Bam and he could be in Miami and he could be with Pat Riley. Who's also the same way. Who's like, we're going to play 100% all time. I think the whole heat culture is very underrated in the NBA. Oh yeah. As far as like a uh, trying to, it, it's not for everybody. That's the thing. Like, not a lot of players are like that. It's only for the select few. Who are, I think Jimmy Butler. I mean, and we're seeing it now too. Like his his IQ in general and his basketball IQ has always been really underrated. Like people forget yeah. that when he was in Minnesota for that one year, he was an MVP candidate, and he had like the Timberwolves at like the third seed before he got hurt. Yeah. Just yep. crazy in like the West. Yeah. I get the Timberwolves who haven't been shit, 
before and after he left to get them to the third seed. He was so good. And then he got put in Philadelphia like midway through the year. And it was kind of an awkward fit anyway. Well, yeah, it was awkward because they need they needed him to be the scorer. <laughs> they yeah. needed him to score the ball in the last five minutes, which is not something Jimmy wants to be put. He doesn't want that to be put on his back. Like he is a team player first and foremost. And I think his IQ has gone up since being in Miami because his offensive stats haven't been that different from his other stints but like if you look at his defensive stats like you just look at the minutes played and what he's doing on the floor when he's on the floor i think it's like to me it's um invaluable it's like everything i've always wanted like it's what we've needed since lebron's left like he brings that energy that lebron brung and what d wade brung like when d wade was before he left to uh cleve uh to uh chicago like what he brung to that to that locker room is what we've been missing. Yeah. And so like, I'm glad it's back. he's just filling up the stat sheet every night too. Like I'm looking at it now and this Dude, season, rebounds, yeah, rebounds, he's steals, setting his like high. Steals. Uh, Look at the steals. His steals are, yeah. the steals are like not quite a career. They're actually on the lower end for his career, but they're still really high. 1.7 a game. He's getting 6.1 assists. That's a career high. 6.6 rebounds. That's a career high. He's still getting 20.2 points, which isn't a career high, but pretty good. Yeah. Um, only thing is just the, the three-point percentage is taking a huge yeah. well, step I think, back. But I don't think he's, he's shooting more. the balls. I don't think he's shooting as much from the three-point line because I don't think no. he's, he has to because we have Tyler Hero, Dragic. Who, if you go to Dragic's stats, his three-point percentage, to me, I think is probably a little up from the last two years. And we got uh, Duncan Robinson, who is a, uh, I think – his his field goal, his three point percentage is incredible. Yeah, he's only averaging two point two three point attempts a game, which is like the lowest since he became a full time starter. So, which is honestly perfect because he doesn't need to. Shoot yeah, the three well, clearly with that percentage, he's uh, yeah. But I think yeah, he's a better three point shooter than given credit for. He's just asked to do a lot more now. I think so when he's taking three point shots, it's not like you know, he's setting himself up to go for it. He's usually trying to set something else up. And then, you know, if he has to, he'll take the three from what I've observed. But I, yeah, I, I wouldn't agree with you on that. I think the, the Heat are doing good things. They just got to be smart with their money over next yeah. year. I don't know how the cap's going to affect that. But yeah. they, uh, I think they should definitely set themselves up to make a run in 2021. I think they're definitely a threat for – they're as good of a threat as anyone for Giannis. Yeah, um, I agree. I think yeah, I think Miami is a total Giannis. Like the culture is a very Giannis culture. Like I think once he comes and he sees Jimmy and he sees Bam, I think this. I think this whole quarantine is going to be really not the quarantine, but this whole bubble is going to be really interesting for like how players move in the next couple seasons. Because I yeah. think I think once I think once Giannis kind of sees like a heat practice or like sees uh, Jimmy and like Bam the way they play like up close and personal without actually being an opponent. I think it's going to like sway him to like maybe Miami is a place I should think about going to next. I think definitely it'll be like a similar kind of LeBron thing where yeah. like, you know how the, uh, he lost a lot. Like he never won the finals with Cleveland. So he went to Miami to win and then he won a final in Cleveland afterwards. And then he went to LA. I see it a similar situation where if Giannis wins a title, in Milwaukee, either this year or next year, he'll probably go to New York. I think. I think that he actually has a shot at going to New York if they like make the right moves with Leon Rose and like get Chris Paul and all that, and start showing signs of improvement. He could go there and like try to start something new there. Or if he doesn't win in Milwaukee, he'll probably want to go somewhere like Miami, you know, to win. He'll want to win think, and then reevaluate from there. Yeah, I think Miami, New York, and Golden State are. Uh kind of the destinations that I've been seeing on the internet for Giannis to go to. Yeah. I don't think Golden State's going to be able to make it work because they're going to have to do a sign and trade with, yeah. with some people. Yeah. And it just, it's probably not going to make sense for, I mean, it'll make sense for Golden State a little bit, I guess, but mm-hmm. depending they on would honestly, I, it would honestly, I think, it, I think Giannis on that team could work because he, Giannis is kind of like Giannis and KD have a similar built like they they have a like they're both tall lanky but Giannis is a little bit more has a little bit more muscle on him. Giannis doesn't shoot the three as well as KD. And Giannis doesn't have to have the ball in his hands like KD does. Right. So 
I would I would like to I would I would like to see how that team would be how that team would play next to each other because I think it would just be a lot of Giannis just driving Duncan passing like just like being just driving facilitating kicking it out yeah they probably have to probably have to give up Clay but I don't want I think I don't want if I'm Golden State man I'd really just try to run it back with Clay and Steph at 100 percent health and just try to get some better role players. But I think they're going to try it next year, um, and they'll you know they'll get a top five pick, and they'll get because yeah. um, they need to find a replacement for Draymond to play to play that four to yeah. kind of just play. What they got a, God, what's his name? Eric Pascal. Pascal. Yeah, yeah. He's not bad. I don't know how he is defensively. I didn't really watch too much Golden State this year, but he you know he's a good scorer. Yeah. Not sure they need more of that though. No, I think they need some defensive. Just need like some a cornerstone of defense, like Draymond was like during those prime Golden State years. Again, on Yika Kongwu, that's another good pick for Golden State. That would be like a good four or five of the of the future, and that's yeah. that's more what they need. They just need more defense because yeah, like you said, yeah. like Steph and Clay and all that. Like they'll they'll get points. It's all a matter of like being able to not allow a crazy amount. Because from what I remember. They were giving up like in the games where Steph was healthy, they were giving up a shit ton of points, like yeah, 120, 140. Sometimes it was crazy. So, yeah, they need to get that worked out. Well, I totally agree. I think this has been a great episode of On the Level. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> high vertical. <laughs> <laughs> um, great discussions. We talked way longer than I thought we would about all these different topics and stuff, and. Yeah, I think next week um, I'm gonna. Tr- uh, I want to do like a uh, ranking the NF top uh, top NFL uh, defenses. All right, because I think there's. I think because I, I was thinking about doing quarterbacks, but I think we know who the top quarterbacks are. Yeah, we we kind of talked about it. Yeah, yeah, but I think defenses. I think is a really interesting conversation because a lot of defenses have changed since last season. I think a lot of there's a lot of better teams. This year. I actually need to do research because yeah, there was a lot of moving parts. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, so look forward to that NBA talk. We got 15 days till tip off. Till, That's all we got to do. I think it's 16 days. We got to make it 16 more days. And then we got some NBA games to fucking watch and sit back and enjoy. I can't wait. I hope it doesn't get canceled. I have a feeling that I, I don't think it will get canceled. But I, I do think at some point they're... <laughs> We're gonna get a lot of positive tests from NBA players, and we're gonna I be think, like, "Oh, shut I think down. once we get a week out, it's gonna get really like white knuckle. It's uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. gonna be. We're gonna be white knuckling it. I think throughout the whole uh, whole the whole restart, but uh, I'm white knuckling. I'm white knuckling it right now. Hold, <laughs> Kurt. I'm gonna take to the streets if they shut it down. <laughs> I can't do it. Like literally, the the civil un- the civil unrest in this country calm down in unison yeah. with the announcement of the NBA restart. So if the NBA restart doesn't go through, I think you're going to see a lot more people yeah. take to the streets For again. Sure. Oh my god. I, it's it's going to be a ramp. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Really bad. I'll, be, I'll, I'll be the first one out there. Uh, I'm going to have a take a phone and bricks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening everybody we appreciate you uh, we'll be back next week hopefully on uh, our normal day on Monday not Tuesday um, just depends on how our schedules work out but we'll be back next week for sure thanks for listening um, anything to say to people Nick? nope just bye and uh, stay safe and wear masks um, but I think anyone that listens to this doesn't go outside anyway because they're our friends thanks everybody for staying inside appreciate it Bye.